0: This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer.
1: Oh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. The NBA draft just hours away. We'll talk about that and a little baseball as well. Here we go. 1-800-919-3776. That's the number to join our conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. Also, hit us up on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY. 98 underscore 7 FM along with Jay Peasy and Brian the Brain. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. Mr. Damer, how are you? Larry, how are we feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm feeling... Despite I'm the Met loss today. Despite the Met... Despite the Met losses... I'm feeling yeah. good.
0: Well, you're losing but you're about to get somebody
1: back, so it's like you you're even Steven. No, we're not even Steven because he doesn't he, he he's not going in the bullpen. <laughs> and Gordon, we've talked about it. The Mets need some bullpen help. They yeah. need a couple of arms down there. We yep, knew going absolutely. in, we knew all year that was a listen, you nobody has the perfect ball club, although your club is close. <laughs> and the Dodgers. But nobody has the perfect ball club. You you have to make adjustments and tweak along the way. And as you can see, the Mets bullpen is struggling a little bit. And because these the, the starters have been out so long, because Scherzer has been out, and because DeGrom has not pitched, and McGill started, he's been on and off the aisle three times. You're starting to see, now Carrasco with a back injury leaves early today. You're starting to see the wear and tear of having guys three, four, and five move up to be, in some cases, one, two, and three. Yeah, it's I
0: mean, the fact that the Mets are doing what they're doing is impressive regardless. But the fact that they're doing it without those two guys atop the rotation and the other injuries as well um, is uh, is really uh, is impressive stuff. So it's it's easy to envision getting those two guys back atop the rotation that somehow they could be even better, especially when you come to the short series of October.
1: Yeah. And, And listen, we all know that that's. That's what really makes them a concern for everybody else, right? It's having DeGrom, if he's on his game, and having Scherzer on his game. And then Bassett as a number three, Gordon is not bad. So you look at those three, and then with, you know, depending on how the day is, how the schedule plays out, and then you end up with DeGrom and Scherzer again. I mean, you know, if you have them at the top of their game, In the postseason, you like your chances with the way this team can score runs. Now, against the Astros, the the prohibitive word was runners in scoring position and left on base. And they did not hit in the clutch in this series, which is weird because it's something that they've been able to do. But once again, Gordon, it's baseball, right? You're not going to be able to, to execute all the time every game.
0: No, it's the conversation we were having last night. Why the why winning percentages in mm-hmm. baseball don't match the winning – you know, a great team in baseball is not going to win at the same clip as, as teams in the NBA or the NFL. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a game of failure, right? I mean, you fail th- seven out of ten times, you still go to the Hall of Fame generally. So, Well, maybe not anymore. You have to have the OPS. You've
1: to got to have the war. You've got to have a lot of other things now. It's not just the batting average no it's not it's not so uh Yankees are still going on they are uh, batting in the top of the eighth, trailing Tampa 4-3 i tell you gordon i know the arbitration is friday mm. and it, it it's so funny i i'm i'm watching it i'm watching the game right and i'm like well judge has solo two solo home runs and so his side will talk about that friday and then the yankees will talk about yeah but you came up with the bases loaded <laughs> well well, I mean that's arbitration right (laughs) what's impressive is is that every day that he has had a
0: day off this season the following day I think he's had two home runs Mm -hmm. or or is it he's just hit one home run he's hit a home run basically if you give him a day off the next day you know you're good for at least one home run and tonight he's got two which is two-thirds of the Yankees offense the Yankees have had plenty of opportunities here in those middle innings and this is if if you know, if they don't come back, this is one you're going to be kicking yourself. Even as mm-hmm. good as they've been, even as, sure. as as way they've they've gone about this season, this is another game you you know you don't want to you
1: don't want to let you things... want to win this,
0: right? Of course, This is a winnable game. Yeah, against and, the and banged keep, up Rays team that can't catch the ball,
1: they, and they keep trying to give it to you, and you they just won't do. take it.
0: <laughs> they do. The Yankees haven't taken, they, and that's one thing they've been excellent at this year. They have been excellent at taking things uh, when they have the the opportunity, and have not been able to do that so far tonight.
1: Can I tell you something? Uh, the Rays kind of looked a little bit on the base pass like the Yankees last year. Mm. Like Walls getting picked off third. Right.
0: Yeah, a lot of <laughs> – you know, for for a team like the Rays, this is a very – and look, probably it's it's the injuries, the fact sure. of the amount of guys they've lost, if they do get healthy at some point. Uh, but they have been very unraised. like Usually they have been very buttoned up and, mm-hmm. and do the, the the little things well. But – not so far in this series and this season and
1: they are fielding like the Phillies
0: <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a little rough to watch
1: i mean you know i need just, them just... to
0: kick around a couple more before uh, this game is you know i'd like to be able to come back here it's unfortunate gonna have, the yankees are going to have their first losing streak no, no, of no, no, june no. it's already they they've already blown it larry it's it's impossible they can it's impossible they cannot come back tonight
1: Okay, I, I see what you do. It's good yep. job out of you. Yeah, yep. good job out of you. Earlier today in Houston, Stros took the second in a row from the Mets. Uh, boy, it works right away. Wow, it? <laughs> I'm I'm even better at this than I am at, at uh, answers with Aaron Larry. <laughs> that works right away. Look at me.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is um, I am unbelievable. <laughs> oh boy, that Jose Trevino, he's gonna get an arbitration hearing. Him, pretty we're gonna have to pay that man pretty soon.
1: You're right. You're
0: right. Wow. I mean, what a
1: fine he has been. How has we will we'll get to the Mets in a second. How big has he been after the first like couple of weeks, huh? He was He's, he's been early. incredible. I mean, really, hey,
0: I mean, think <laughs> about the amount of big hits that guy has had so far this year. And defensive plays. Yeah. Well, I mean, the defense, the the you know the defensive plays you kind of thought you were going to get from him. the offense has been an absolute godsend. And uh, mm-hmm. he has had a bunch of big hits. And another one just minutes ago, two-run shots. So the Yankees now leading at 5-4, top eight down in uh, the trop.
1: There you go. Meanwhile, in Houston, Mets lost today by the score of 5-3. Uh, Carlos Carrasco didn't have it. Two in the third innings, five run runs, two Ks, two walks. And then he had to leave the game because of a situation with his back. So Carrasco was asked, what's up with your back?
2: Uh, Your
0: level of concern with the back, right? I'm no concern. I think I'm going to be fine.
1: I'm just just waiting for tomorrow, and then we go from there. Players underplay everything, Gordon. They just do. They underplay everything. Now, he might be right, but he's not going to tell you that his back is like, right, generally they don't, oh, my God, it's killing me as I'm staying. Oh! I can't even move right now. Like, what's the concern of I have no concern. Then why aren't you pitching? Why'd you leave the game? Yeah. Because <laughs> it hurts. Okay? So they'll, they'll do the MRI and they'll figure out what's going on with him. But, Gordon, I'm telling you, the Mets really cannot lose another starter with the way things are right now. And we'll talk about Scherzer in a minute. But, you know, you really – the depth has been impressive but you're really testing the depth now.
0: Yeah, you, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a tipping point, right? I mean, there's a, there's a point where <laughs> you keep losing guys. You can't continue to function. And the offense has been great primarily this season, especially since Max went down. But, yeah, I mean, you need to get some guys back. and You got to get some guys healthy. And you,
1: and you can't keep losing guys in the process. Absolutely. Buck Showalter, a lot of conversation about Max Scherzer. We know he doesn't want to be a rumble pony. Uh, he wants to be a, a, a Met. So have you talked to him and when's he coming back?
2: Uh well we call and talk to people if you text. I called him, didn't answer. He was on he was doing something uh baseball related and uh he text I told him don't bother calling me, i was just checking in and then he got going.
1: All right, so will he pitch in Miami?
2: I think that's the plan. I I, I was getting ready. Billy wanted me to call him after the game. I told him I had to talk, talk to y'all first. No, I, I talked to him before I came. I'm going call him back, and that's one of the subjects we're going to talk about. Uh,
1: I would say yes. <laughs> if, if he's able to go, and the one thing about Scherzer, he is – he knows his body, Gordon, as, as, as everybody seems to think that's covered him around the major mm-hmm. leagues during yep, his career. that is his reputation. You know, that's his rep. So if he tells you he's ready to go, he's ready to go. And it sounds like he was ready to go as soon as he left the ballpark after the, after the fine outing that he had down in the minors. So uh, it would be nice to get him back. There's no question about that. And, you know, he would add some stability to that uh, to that rotation.
0: Yeah. I mean, he he was he was humming along before the injury. Uh, and then when that injury came along, you're like, oh, uh, but the Mets have been able to cover for him while he's been gone. He's not been gone as long as it it seemed like he was going to be at first. So, yeah, to get him back. And at some point, maybe he, he gets joined in that rotation by another big name Met player, Met pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and y- y- you'd like to think that you know, you've been able, you, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? When he went down, you, you thought to yourself, "Uh Oh, and now you can see him getting closer to returning. And, and it's been much quicker than you thought. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you'd like to be able to grab him back and put him back there and let him do his thing. And then away you go. And, and then wait for the other piece of the uh, two headed monster atop the
1: rotation to, to return at some point. Absolutely. Alessandro's in Florida. Start us off Alessandro on ESPN New York
3: tonight. Hey, you man, I mean, uh, you, you do really good things, and, um, you know, i tell you, man, the Mets, it got the magic touch right now. It's the Midas touch, and, um, you know, we got the best owner in baseball right now. We got the best manager, and it's all about the top, the top. I mean, Freddie Coupon's not here, but uh, we're winning, winning, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to a Subway Series this year. You know, Mets, Mets, and uh, – and and Yankees in the Subway Series. I mean, the Yankees look really good with uh, Nestor Cortez and Cole, and these guys are unbelievable. And, uh, you know, uh, I want to know your thoughts on uh, re signing Judge and, you know, your predictions on the Mets and Yankees in the Subway Series and uh, Gonzo Alonso and Francisco Lindor, who's a bust. But the the Mets have a team now. And uh, when you have a manager – it, it loosens things up. Even Edwin Diaz is doing good. He was
1: garbage. Well, I'll say this, Alessandro, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, it, 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 all roads. If everything goes the way it has, all roads are headed that way to a possibility. But Alessandro, my friend, it is still. We have still not got to the All Star Game yet. So there's still a lot of baseball left, and there's a lot of things that can happen. And um, for for a Mets fan right now, the concern is, can we get our starting rotation back in order, and what will they be able to do to strengthen this bullpen that Gordon may not need one arm, but may need two arms?
0: Yeah, uh, that is. Uh, uh, look, they have made it clear to the people that know the game, right? Like the the insiders who cover the game have made it clear that the Mets are. Going to be an active team if they need something, Steve Cohen is going to want to add that. It's not going to be like it was in the past, so uh we will see. I mean, we still have for another five weeks or so until the trade deadline, so maybe things will start to percolate here sooner rather than later. I think you have to get a little bit closer. I don't think you're going to do anything until you see Scherzer's back and you get a little bit more clarity on uh, on Degrom. But, yeah, in terms of the bullpen, that you know everybody's got to add something somewhere, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I have a question for you, Larry. Mm-hmm. You're the Met fan, and mm-hmm. I could give you a situation right now where I promise you the Mets will make the World Series this year. That is a given. You are in the World Series. But your choice is you can either have, A, face the Yankees in the World Series, or, B, face somebody else. Which one would you rather have?
1: I'd rather face the Yankees
0: in the World Series. Really, I am yes. surprised you said that. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. As a Yankee fan, I want no part of the Mets, and wow. not because I'm scared of the Mets. I'm just I know what will be the fallout of that if the Yankees lose that series. Yeah, will you? If lose the Yankees that, go up against the Dodgers, up, yeah. I don't really know that many Dodger fans. Mm-hmm. If I if the, if the Mets beat the Yankees, oh, it will it will be more unbearable for a Yankee fan than at any other point in their lifetime.
1: Yeah, see, see, from our standpoint, we have we we have nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, it's a win-win.
1: But it's, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. From, from the standpoint of oh well, you, you weren't you're than supposed to you're not anyway. supposed to beat the Yankees. You're, you're not gonna beat the Yankees anyway. Yeah. Oh look at that! But for a Yankee fan, the little brother to come and beat you in the World Series, you'd you'd be miserable. Well, look, you, I think the Mets have
0: more to gain there uh, as opposed to the Yankees. The Yankees would be expected. To, well, I think the Yankees are kind of expected to win against anybody. Mm-hmm. The, the thing for the Mets, though, and not that it's the same as the Yankees, just trying to put myself in that position. Sure, mm-hmm. You will have lost another World Series to the Yankees. It'll be the second time you face the World, you've been in the World Series against the Yankees, and you've now lost three World Series since 86, and two of them have come against your crosstown rivals. If we lose if you lose.
1: Mhm. Yeah, well,
0: you know. That's a big that's a that yeah. I mean, if it you is. win, of course. big stakes.
1: Yes. But if you lose, oof. Well, you know. But if I but here's the thing, Gordon, if I lose with DeGrom and Scherzer and Bassett, mm. I got to tip my cap to the Yankees. Okay. I got to tip my cap. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I've got two of the top pitchers in baseball and and one two. So, if I can if, if 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 I can't beat the Yankees with those two pitchers on top of their game, then I just have to tip my cap. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't that, want any part of the Mets. I don't, any, <laughs> I don't see any. I
0: don't see any. I've already beaten the Mets in the. I've already been there and yeah, done that. Yeah, you've been there and done that. Yeah, right. I and, I, and as long as that does not repeat. I have mm-hmm. the – like, even if the Mets win a World Series – let's say the Mets get to the World Series this year and play yes. the um, the Astros, right? Mm-hmm. And they beat the Astros. The Mets fans are celebrating that they're trying to give me as a Yankee fan a hard time. I can still go back to, well, when you face the Yankees in the World Series, right. you lost. Yeah. If the Yankees lose, then I lose that. And then the only way I can get it back is not only to get back to a World Series,
1: but to beat the Mets again.
0: I mean, it's a right. very
1: tough hill to climb. It is. It is so. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying, and and I don't know how many Met fans would agree with me. I mean, some of the Met I'm fans surprised, would, no, see, would rather I think, say, yeah, you know, I think most Met fans else. would agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. surprised that you feel it because you and I are usually pretty sympathetic. Yeah, we are. Yeah, but but the difference here is I, I'm I'm projecting mm-hmm. that my shot is better at beating the Yankees because of my top two starters. I gotcha. So that gives me a little different. It gives me a little bit, just a little more swagger, Gordon. Not much. Mm -hmm. It gives me a little swagger, just a little bit. So, even if I
0: told you you could have faced the Guardians, you would have rather faced the Yankees.
1: Yeah, it's no fun to be All right. I want the Yankees. All right. You know, can you imagine what that's going to be like for us? Oh, my God. I'll be honest with you. I will be go on sick. Vacation? I will be sick. I,
0: I, might, I might go on a permanent vacation. The Yankees lose that series, Larry. You might not. Whatever happened to the other guy that you used to do the show with, Larry? We don't know. We don't know what happened to Gordon. He just he went out walking one day and never came back. Oh No, don't, don't do the Rothenberg. <laughs> oh, don't, don't trust me. I'll, I'll be taking a far longer walk than Rothenberg. That'll be. will
1: be walking to Miami. Oh, someplace. <laughs>
2: Kate Ivey of Purdue is a good fit anywhere. He's got the speed and explosiveness
4: of a Ja Morant. like He's unbelievably fast in the open floor and fast with the ball and explosive getting the rim, but he's got sort of the length of a Dwayne Wade. He's not quite as strong as Wade became, but he's got a lot of game and he can shoot it. I think he still needs to become a more focused defender because with that length and athleticism he should impact the game more on the defensive end that he did last year, but he's capable of it and he's a really solid young man too but I'm a big fan of his I mean I I think you could make an argument that he should be taken higher but when you've got talents like Smith and Holmgren and Bancaro in front of you you're more likely to see him go at four but he doesn't drop down more than that he'll be taken at four.
1: Jay Billis on Greeny here on 98.7 ESPN asking how Jayden Ivey will fit in with the Knicks Hardesty and Damer until midnight in Gordon, this kid has been mentioned a lot. You know, he is – I don't know who's been mentioned more, him or Kyrie Irving about the Knicks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I know which way I want the the Knicks to go. Um, Yeah, it does seem like Jaden Ivey is one of these guys that's got a lot of buzz surrounding him. It doesn't really seem like this draft – it seems like it's a four-player draft at the top. You know, it could kind of break down any way uh, of that combination of four. It's just interesting to me – with, with Jaden Ivey and hearing as much about him as I have here the last week or so, mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder why he's not going number one. I mean, yeah. he's like this guy, he's like that guy. He's unbelievable. You know, you heard uh, Jay Billis there. I heard um, Fran Freshilla saying he reminds him of, uh, of a young Russell Westbrook. I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, if that's the case, well, then why is he lasting till four? He should probably mm-hmm. go number one. So uh, we'll see. I mean, to me, the bigger question is, I want to see what the Knicks end up doing, right? Mm-hmm. Are they Are they staying at four? Excuse me, are they staying at 11? Are they going to move up to four? What will it take? It seems like somebody is going to move up to four. What is that package going to look like? And when you see that what that package is, if it's not the Knicks, can you envision the Knicks putting together some sort of package that could have matched that? Mm-hmm. Um, because right now it seems like 11... Some of the young talent that you have, it would make sense to put something together to find the guy. If 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 the Knicks are sold on Jaden Ivey being this 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 star player at this next level. They got to find – They gotta. Find, they gotta they, more so than even point guard, they just need talent. They need yes. definable talent that yes. you know right away, yes, this guy. I don't have to worry about, you know, two years down. You know, Emmanuel quickly. Is he a point guard? Is he not a point guard? How high is his ceiling? How low is his floor? What's Obi Toppin? What's this guy? What's that guy? The Knicks need somebody they can bank on, and mm-hmm. uh, it seems like Jaden Ivey is that guy.
1: Well, uh, Ian Begley from SNY used to be with us. Uh, their basketball insider says that the Knicks have touched base with Detroit about a deal involving the number five pick in the NBA draft. And part of that deal could include Cam Reddish. So uh, that, that, that would at least give us some (laughs) definition
0: on what, (laughs) what, what they're doing with Cam Reddish, because we didn't get that during the season. So yeah. uh, Yeah. I, I could see something like that, but it seems like Ivy's going to be gone by the fourth pick. So is there right. now, you know, like, are the Knicks going to be moving up to the fifth pick and then not getting the guy that all the fans want? It seems like
1: Ivy kind of wants to go to New York. Yeah, he does. He He's kind of hinted that way. And so now you're in the scenario, I guess the Knicks are like, well, you know, we're going to make that deal and, and you know, it, hopefully he's there. If they don't take him, if Sacramento doesn't take him at four, and if not, they will have to move up and get the next person on our on our draft board at five. And excuse me, that may be a very doable deal, especially now with Jeremy Grant gone from Detroit. So mm-hmm. um, you know that that may be a, a spot where the Knicks may make a move there as well. Uh, on the Michael K Show today was Seth Greenberg, you know the old coach. Mm -hmm. Part of our college coverage here on 98.7 ESPN and the ESPN Network. And Seth was asked, should the Knicks do everything they can to get Ivy?
4: Yeah, I think I do because I don't trust the guards I have. Jay Knight, he's not Russell Westbrook and he's not John Morant, but he is a mixture of the two. Terrific in the open court, explosive downhill, can finish all different ways, needs to shoot it a little bit more consistently. Not the committed defender you need, but he has the potential to be a terrific defender. But he's dynamic is the best way to describe him. Dynamic getting to the rim, can play to contact, should be a very good on-ball defender, very good open court passer, and a good Ball screen player offensively to score
3: it not as good to see but uh, his upside's ridiculous.
1: Well, that's good to hear. All right, unless he's not with the Knicks, (laughs) (laughs) then I don't want to hear how great his upside is. I don't hear anything about him, so we'll see what the Knicks will do. And of course, the NBA draft you can hear right here tomorrow night on ninety eight seven ESPN. All right, Knicks fans, what should they do? Should they make the deal to move up to four or five to try to get the player they want? Should they stay at eleven or should they just move the pick to try to get? a veteran, somehow, or 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 they don't really need more draft picks, Gordon. They got enough draft picks. No. So, so should they try to make a put this along with a package deal to try to bring somebody here to elevate their talent? Now, Gordon, if we took a poll, I feel very confident based on the calls we've taken and what I've heard on the station that if we took a poll of Nick fans, would you say that eight out of ten would, on average, would say that they? respect Kyrie Irving's talent, but not on the Knicks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really think that there's been much talk about his talent. I, I don't really think that that's deniable. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, there's always going to be Nick fans. It almost feels like Stockholm syndrome that they're so <laughs> – they've just been so beaten down that they're willing to do anything. But, um, yeah, I don't think most Nick fans want Kyrie Irving on the Knicks.
1: Listen to what Stephen A. Smith said on first take.
5: I don't know if I could say no to Kyrie Irving. I don't know. If I'm a Knicks fan, I don't don't know if I could do that. Look, man, desperate times call for desperate measures. And this brother is a superstar talent. He is box office, okay? I'm sorry. Now, don't get me wrong. Ain't no way in hell I'm giving him more than one year at a time in terms of guaranteed dollars. You do not give Kyrie Irving a long-term guaranteed contract because you can't trust him. You can't trust him to show up to work. But once he's at work, I'll take Him over 90% of the league. It might be higher than that. He is that spectacular. And when you're the Knicks, it's more abundant and pathetic as you have been for so many years. What do I have? I'm supposed to sit up there and look forward to relying on Julius Randle? I like R.J. Barrett. Don't get me wrong. Very impressed with his improvement. But if you're the Knicks, the success has been pretty pathetic and the specter of what your future looks like doesn't look great either. If I got a chance to get Kyrie Irving walking into the garden and I don't have to guarantee more than one year at a time, oh, I'm going to take that chance.
1: But you will have to guarantee more than one year at a time.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, what fantasy world are we living in?
1: Yeah, he's not going. He's not going to go for that.
0: No, I mean, look, he's that. never going to the Knicks. Um, no, the Nets are not letting him get away. No, but let's let's say let let's just create a wild fantasy. He's leaving the Nets and he's going to go play somewhere else. If the Knicks were even going to be in the running, the only reason that they would be was because they would be willing to give him whatever a max contract would be for him to go to the Knicks. Right. It's not going to be a one year deal. No. Nope. And, and here's another thing. He says, oh, well, you know, he, Kyrie Irving's box office. Why do the Knicks need box office? Knicks are selling tickets just fine. They don't need box office. And they've been terrible for the most part. They still sell. So what do we need box office for? We just need good players that you can rely on. And, and while Kyrie Irving is a sensational player when he plays, that would not be a road I would go down.
1: He is... Um, it, it It is it is such a... It is, it is such a... Crazy situation, Gordon, because you know how talented this young man is. It's it's frustrating to see the talent that he has. He is he is just unbelievable on the court. He could do any anything on the basketball court, anything, could get anywhere on the court, could make any shot he wants. It's just that he's not there enough to for you to appreciate him. And so He's not going to the Knicks. Let, let's make that clear. Yeah, I, I don't see him going to LA. Even though I saw, uh, and you know, just the night before the draft, so the rumors—I'm sorry—the lies are just unbelievable uh, on the internet. Uh, but there's a couple of rumors about that he's had the conversations with LeBron, and they're maybe ready to work something out. What? 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 What are the Lakers going to give the Nets <laughs> for Kyrie Irving?
0: What are they going to the, give him?
1: And the other reason why the Nets can't uh, afford to let
0: Kyrie get away is because then you tick off Kevin Durant. And yeah. if, if ever he if he ever says he wants out, I mean I, you talk about dysfunctional organizations, that would be the Brooklyn Nets if they ever lost that guy.
1: You know what? It it would be it would be almost like Pierce and uh, and Garnett. Mm. Um again, you know, yeah. it, it would be it yeah. would be like, you know, we gave up those draft choices to get these guys here.
0: Oh my god. And think about the track that they were on, Larry. Yeah. When these guys got there.
1: Yeah. Oof. I mean, you know, this this was one of the most this was one of the young and upcoming talented teams in the NBA. Caris LeVird and Dean right. Russell. Yeah. And, and did it Jared without Allen. lottery picks. You know, uh um, coach
0: that you liked, Joe front Harris. office that you liked,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, you built had, it up. You, yeah, you had a nice young nucleus here. You, you, you know, they did it the, what do people say? They're doing it the right way and mm-hmm. they're mixing young and, and veterans. And, you know, and what they did was listen, they thought they could improve their team. And uh, you can't, Gordon, anybody would have done the same thing because there was a bunch of people who wanted Durant and Kyrie. Be- even though they're like, well, w- would you come without Kyrie? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm bringing Kyrie. Okay, well, we'll take both of you, you know, we'll take both of you. So, You know, it's not the Nets' fault for going after them. It's just how they handled things when they got here. But look, that ship has sailed. So now the question becomes, what's going to happen with this deal, and how are the Nets going to make this happen and keep Kyrie here without disrupting, you know, the without disrupting a pattern that they've already had, where they've kind of allowed things to get out of hand.
0: Well, if history is any guide, the the Nets are going to cave.
1: I can't see them giving the multi-year deal though. I can't um, see them giving the four-year deal. Look, I,
0: I don't know if they'll give them maybe four two, years, but three. They, dollar, gonna, yeah, you know, I mean I, maybe it's two and another option for two, a player option. So I don't know. Um, but I, I'm just saying, if history is any guy, I'm not in the front office. I don't know, but if history is any guide, you know, when these guys came on board, that they they uh, when you make that kind of deal, you you kind mm-hmm. of hand over control of the organization to the superstars, and since that has happened. Um, you know Kevin Durant has gotten what he has wanted and that means that Kyrie Irving has gotten what he's wanted and and I think that if the reports are true that they are still tight and it's in Durant's best interest to have Kyrie here then I'm guessing at the end of the day uh, that Kyrie is going to get more than the one-year deal that I'm sure the Nets would like to offer mm-hmm. and that he'll still be playing in Brooklyn. <clears throat>
1: Now, there's another discussion that's been real interesting of late. I think Charles Barkley has weighed in. We'll hear from him as well. Uh, and that's on Kevin Durant. And that's on whether Kevin Durant needs to prove how great a player he is by winning a championship away from Golden State. And, Gordon, you know, these, these are the conversations. Listen, they're great for discussion. They, you know, those are the sitting in the bar conversations that, you know, fans have. Uh, but I, he's a he's a phenomenal player, Gordon. He's a phenomenal player, whether he has a title or not. He's a great player, and oh, by the way, he does have two rings. Okay, so he got oh, he, but he got him with Golden State, Larry. Okay, but listen, on those two teams, he was the best player in the postseason because he's got two final MVPs. So that tells you how good he is. Nevertheless, there's some who think that. He needs a title, or as Charles Barkley said, he needs a ring as the bus
2: driver. Before KD gets that great respect from all the old heads, he's gonna have to win a championship as a guy, as a bus driver. Listen, he joined this uh, that team that already won a championship, so no disrespect, that's just a fact. But until he is the guy on a championship team, we're not gonna ever give him the respect that he it probably deserves, and that's just the way it is. And like I say, the game hasn't changed. Kobe said it, LeBron said it, and so we're gonna hold him to the same high standard.
1: Charles Barkley was on Get Up, making the statement that KD needs a ring as the bus drivers. Hardesty and Damer on 987 ESPN. one 800 919 3776 Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Yankees holding on to that 5-4 lead with the homes on the mound. Gordon, you feel good about this situation? Feel, feel confident? Feel, with, feel good, um, you know? y- you've heard his nickname, right? Sure
0: Lock. Holmes. Oh, very right? good. I very
1: like that. Good. I wish I would have come yeah. up with it. I don't know who did come <laughs> up with it. but It's very good. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. So we'll let you know when this ends. uh, You'll hear Gordon say, "Yeah, yes." So we'll over. <laughs> a little Marv Albert.
0: <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
1: So, what do you think about Barkley's statement, Gordon?
0: Well, look, I think both things are true. I can see where you're coming from in that he is a great player. He's already. We know what his. Legacy kind of is at this point. We know what kind of player he is. Um, We've watched him for too long to think that there are still things hanging in the balance in terms of what the legacy of his career is. But unfortunately, the NBA, and I think it's actually a good thing because it spurs conversation. It's the sport where we're always ranking everything, right? Who's Mm -hmm. number is Steph Curry number ten? Is he number eight? Is he number twelve? And Kevin Durant's right there as well. So when you're trying to make the case. Which so many people love doing with the NBA, I do think he did. Yeah, he does need to. If, if, if he cares at all where he ranks on these all-time lists, yes, he needs more hardware and doing it as the guy who drove the bus, I think, before he – I mean, again, not to take anything away from him, there'll never be a free agent who ever took the easier path to a title than Kevin Durant. Hmm. He t- he joined a team that won seventy three games. Yeah, um, it- it- it's it's almost impossible. And uh, look, it paid off, right? He wanted to win a title. he, yeah. he won a title. He but it's um, I-, I do think that when you're talking about the all time greats of the sport, because the NBA is where stars win, mm-hmm. he needs to he needs to win one where he is the number one guy. By far, he didn't join somebody else who was the number one guy.
1: Well, Jay Williams agrees with you and Barkley. Here's what he had to say. I feel like as a player, I'm always going to know the
4: greatness, individual greatness of Kevin Durant. In the world of public perception, yes, you have to get one. But that's the whole reason he left Golden State. So when you leave OKC that doesn't have a culture that's established, even though you have the right pieces, and you come to a culture, right, it's, wow, this is how this organization works. And then when you try to build your culture again in Brooklyn, it takes some lumps. And how KD and Kyrie manage their relationship will really determine their altitude of success together.
1: Now, C.J. McCollum disagrees. He says Durant does not need another title to validate his success.
5: I think what he fails to realize is that this is a different era of basketball, right? In which me, when I say we, I'm speaking about me personally, like KD could win a championship or not win a championship, like again, in his
0: lifetime. And I would still think he's a great basketball player, whether he won a championship or not with the Warriors, how he did it. He drove the bus. He talks about driving a bus, right? Like maybe it wasn't his bus but he took the keys, and he drove it. And he was the best player on that team. And, you know, Warriors fans got mad at me when I said that, but I was just being honest. I love Steph Curry's game, but Steph Curry is 6'3". When you're seven foot and you can shoot off the dribble, you can shoot, play in the mid-post, run an offense, defensively he can rotate. Uh, I think his greatness speaks for itself.
1: Gordon, I, you know, it, it's a fascinating discussion. And I agree with you to this point. And I see both sides. I agree with you to this point. Because we're ranking, and because... Mm-hmm that determines championships appeal to, they seem to determine between me and you. Okay. We're we're both great players. We both have outstanding careers. We're both hall of famers, but if I got four, if I got four rings and you got six rings, Mm -hmm. you'll be, you'll be ranked better than me. You'll be ranked higher than me. So unfortunately championships do matter. And, what makes it so bad, unfortunately, for KD is what Jay Will said. That's why he left OKC. Because he saw he wasn't getting a ring at OKC. And he got a ring. He went where his job was much easier. And, Gordon, that's what today's free agents do. Okay? Today's free agents go where they know they have a really good chance to win with the least amount of work. right? If I've got a great supporting cast and they just need me to finish it off, that's why I want to go. So the fact of that's why you don't see a number of big time free agents go to not just the Knicks, but a number of other teams, Gordon, that they could go and and get paid because they ultimately want to win. Right. And so because they want to win, they want to go where they have the best chance to win. And, did, did Kevin Durant get, get a lot of flack for that? He absolutely did. My issue with him going was just me. Gordon, you can't you can't get beat by that team and then in the offseason go and play for that team. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, if it was the following season, and I, right. that's just me. If it was the following season or a year or two down the road, that to me, that's different. But they just beat you. And Gordon, you had them three two. You did have them three two. You were up three two, and so it just seemed it seemed awkward to me that you would go to that team. Now listen, he did what he did, and that that's in the past. He can't change it. But clearly, he heard the conversation, Gordon. That's why he left to come to go someplace else where he could say, "Listen, this is my team, and I want to win the championship, and I'm showing you that I can win the championship." wherever i go yeah and um
0: well look two years ago it felt like that they were they're on their way um and that series against the bucks and then kyrie went down and the complete tenor of that series changed and then of course this past year it never seemed like they got on the right track and it feels like that window is is closing rather than opening so uh, I, I don't know if he is going to be able to uh, to get it done in Brooklyn, but I agree that I think that when you're talking about the all time and and in other sports, it's far more forgiving if you don't win a title or you don't really have that. You know, baseball There's plenty of great players in baseball who don't win World Series. Um, you know, Barry Bonds never won a World Series, and I think he's the best player I've ever seen in my life. Uh, football is the same thing. I rooted for Dan Marino. I, I, you can't tell me that there's a better quarterback passing the football than Dan Marino. Never won a Super Bowl. But in the NBA, stars win, and that's how you keep score. And when you're Kevin Durant and is great and his many accomplishments, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, and you join a 73-win team, you win two titles and then go someplace else. And if you don't win again, yeah, I think that does reflect poorly
1: on you. It does. And we'll get to the calls in a second. i But it's the same reason why we had that discussion again that you alluded to earlier last night, Gordon, because these guys are on the floor in key moments. In baseball, I may not – Judge may not come up in the ninth inning with the bases loaded. Right. In game seven. He may be on deck. He might be two outs. He may not get a chance to bat. You know? Uh, So, listen, the the, the pass rusher – they ran the ball. And so, you know, the pass rusher, the great, the, the great pass rusher didn't get a chance to sack the quarterback. Cause it was a run play. You know, th- there's no, there's no greater impact of a superstar on a team in those sports. The three major ones, especially than then like basketball because yeah. you're on the floor at that time you're in the, you're in the moment that decides when or lose games, so and just the fact told-
0: that yeah and just the fact that there's five guys on each team, right? Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. makes the the importance of and that everybody is playing offense and defense all at the same time. You're not switching anything out, you're not moving, yeah. you know. Um yeah, I mean the 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 superstar in the NBA, that singular guy, and that's why everybody's trying to get one, right? Yeah. Everybody's Go trying ahead. to to pair up a couple of them because that's the the surest path to a championship. Uh so yeah, I, I think that there's no other way around it. If if he does not win one in Brooklyn, at least one, mm-hmm. uh, then it will probably and and the and the thing is, is that like nobody gets to decide it. It's just like the power of the crowd. Like yeah. You, we, yeah, you can come up with all the re. Well, you know, he did this and he drove the bus when he was there, and but that's not the perception in the court of public opinion. He has to win another one by him by with his own team, his fresh team wherever he is mm-hmm. uh,
1: before he'll get the respect. Dave's and Cormac, Dave, you're up on 98.7 ESPN.
0: How are you? I, uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think about uh, who do you think that the Islanders are rooting for as far as the Stanley Cup final, Tampa or Colorado? Colorado. <laughs>
1: you think so? I would. Thanks for the call, My Dave. My prediction I- is that the Tampa's probably going to win based on the fact that it looks like they've made a comeback. Well, listen, I, I will say this. and It's funny, Gordon. When somebody was telling me, we were talking about the Stanley Cup, and um, Colorado won the first two games. I'm like, huh, well, Tampa's gone right where they want them. <laughs> right. Down to 0
0: That thing That's, is still going on. Who knew? Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. look at that. I'm protesting. <laughs> now the Rangers are out. I'm not watching a single second in solidarity with my Ranger brothers. There you go. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but
1: clearly, I, I would think I would, I'm not, not an Islander fan. I would think the Islander fans would love for Colorado to just beat Tampa because they they didn't beat them. So, you know, you don't want them to win. But would
0: that make it more or... painful for the Ranger fan if if the Lightning then go on and win? There's a lot of – I think there is yeah. – yeah, the psyche of, you know, you yeah. can really go down that wormhole and really um,
1: – yeah. You
0: know, what, what, what pains your enemy the most? Yep. You're right.
1: <laughs> You're right. And, well <laughs> – we could have beat them. We should look. Right, look, right, we exactly. Look, we, we were look, up. We, we were up in the series. We're up 2-0, and
0: we let yeah. it get away and we were that close.
1: Yeah, but for the Islander fan Gordon to lose them back to back years.
0: Oh, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> back that's to tough. back that's
1: years. You know, so that's why they were like, Well, oh, the Rangers can't beat them. Calling Rangers, you can't beat them. Oh, oh the that
0: would uh, we would never have heard from the Islander fans again. <laughs> And we don't hear from any anyway, but uh, we certainly would not be hear hearing from any other
1: than that. No, that, that, that's that's a tough way to go. That's a really, really tough way to go. Good, we're getting, the, we're getting some phone calls on a number of topics, including do you agree with Charles Barkley, who says that KD has got to win a title on his own with him driving the bus? Ray's in Brooklyn. Ray, you're next on 98.7. Hey
3: gentlemen, I happen to disagree with the three of you—Gordon, yeah, Larry, and Bart- Sir Charles. So here's why, I, and I'm a I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm just being straight objective. I mean, I had a lot of um, I had a lot of happiness watching the Nets get bounced the way they did this year in the first round. But when it comes to the, the individual player, Kevin Durant, people, you know, people have a bias because you know. I guess nobody wanted to admit in 2017 and 18 when he was driving that bus in uh, Golden State and he was recruited. Those guys were begging him to join them. That's the part that gets left out. So Steph Curry's legacy has to take a hit for that as well because he recruited him hard. Like, he he wouldn't, you know, it was something that they really, really wanted, and Kevin Durant went along with it, and he's the one who who's taking the biggest hit. I mean, it's like everybody uses Durant to take You know, LeBron off the hook for the Miami situation. Everybody, if you guys recall, when that team came together in Miami, the discussion was this is the greatest team of all time. So, LeBron's now off the hook. Durant spanked him in 17 and 18, drove the bus. That team didn't stand a chance against that Golden State Warriors team. The same Golden State Warriors team had just lost a Game 7 at home without Durant the year before with their full team. And then the year before that, LeBron... Um, and Kyrie would have did it to them again, That go, um, they took them a hard six with Bella Dover as the second guy. That Golden State team would never uh, beat LeBron and Cleveland and Kyrie and Kevin Love, it appeared to be. You know, no matter how great they were in the regular season, no matter how many trends they were setting from three, when it came to it, they couldn't handle Cleveland. And then when the rank got there, Cleveland stood no chance. Durant separated himself as the greatest player in the world at that point in time. But since he's not media friendly in a buck so like LeBron James and David Ortiz, you know, the narrative gets written differently. So, um, you know, my thing my thing is Curry's gotta take a big hit. LeBron's got it we can't. Curry's take gotta take a big hit. Curry
0: world. just won another championship. What are we talking about? But but
3: but hold on. And though. did it what? without and, and did
0: it without Kevin Durant. That's why we're having the conversation.
3: That- but but guys, we have to be objective here, though. He, you said he did it, Gordon. You specifically said he didn't drive the bus and go to state. He did. Those guys begged him to come no, there. I said, didn't hey, say he didn't we'll drive let you be Golden the state. man.
1: No, Gordon did I didn't say he, say didn't, he, he drive didn't drive the bus and No, state. he didn't say he didn't drive the bus and go to state. he I mean, said he, 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 drove, was, he joined the team that had 73 yeah, wins.
0: he joined the team that had 73 right. wins. That's not 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 but, debatable. He took the easiest and, and, path and, to a championship anyone has ever taken or will ever take.
3: All right, but allow me to say this. It wasn't that easy. They were down three two to James Harden, who nobody. Gets well, you can't get any easier than that. Paul. Joining a
0: seventy three win team that lost in the finals I mean, you, the year before.
3: Gordon, I love you, man. I agree with you on most matters, and we're both Knicks fan. But I mean, I can't stand LeBron James because of what he did in twenty ten, and he leaves. And when Dwayne Wade was going downhill, he left him flat. Um, so I can't stand LeBron James. And the fact of the matter is, since this guy's uh, Durant's not a media darling. Um, you know, oh, everybody he's not, wants he, he's to be not a media
0: bad it. boy though. I mean, he's not boy, like he's not, he's not, the not disliked is, in the media.
3: But, but LeBron plays the media like a string, and you know, like like a harp, and that's why the narrative is what it is. He needs to take a bigger hit.
1: But I do but here's the thing, here's the thing return. I'll say, Ray. And I hear what you're saying, and there are some truths to what you're saying, but it goes back to Barkley's comments. And Barkley's comments come from an era when they played but when they played, guys who won didn't go to other teams. Well,
3: so that's minute, what Larry, he's talking about. He joined about. Houston. He joined. But didn't,
1: Warren, he didn't. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't join. He, he joined. He joined Houston yes, because they. I know he did. But I'm saying he didn't leave to join Houston to try to win his contract. It was a different situation. He wasn't recruited to join Houston. Okay. The same thing you're saying, when like for example, out. for example, Isaiah Thomas. If, if, For example, uh, Patrick Ewing. We'll we'll, we'll use the Knicks, which I hate to do, but we use the Knicks against Detroit. Okay, Detroit was winning. Patrick Ewing is not trying to leave the Knicks to go to Detroit to get a championship. Patrick Ewing is not trying to leave the Knicks to go to Chicago to join Michael Jordan to get a championship. Okay, so that's that's the area. he's not cuffed from that cloth. He he
3: wanted to be the man and do it himself. That's why I love him so much. But Barkley. Barclay exactly, but that but that's the era that they
1: played in, right? Thanks for the phone call. That's the era they played in. So that's where Barkley is coming from. And to Gordon's point, with the way folks use now to rate players and the, where they stand and their longevity, unfortunately, championships matter. And then when they have the same amount of titles, then it becomes, okay, well, he drove the bus here or he was the guy there or he was this. Now... Listen. If we're saying that's not the way it should be or anything like that, that's a whole other argument. But right now, we're just trying to decide whether you agree with Barkley or disagree with Barkley. And obviously, you disagree with Barkley, and that's okay. We that that's that's what makes it great. We have the discussion, and we agree and we disagree. But um, you know, it's it's once again, I have the utmost respect, Gordon, and I know you do too for what. Kevin Durant brings to the Absolutely. table. Absolutely. Phenomenal player. Nobody's Phenomenal. Taking anything One of the best players
0: him. I've ever seen.
1: Nobody's taking anything away from him. No. But it's just in this discussion now where you start to talk about top 10 because what are people saying right now? Well, Steph's got more rings than this person, so we got to move him up into the top 10. Because that's what it's about. It's about rings. It's about who – it's about championship pedigree and how you were able to handle the championship pedigree. And for me, listen, I – I just like enjoying Kevin Durant playing. Now, if I have to rate him, I'm rating him pretty high, Gordon, because he's a really talented guy for what he's able to do with his skill set. Okay? He's really good. And and to me, once again, to me, it doesn't bother me that he went to Golden State. I don't, I don't care. At the moment when it first happened, like I said earlier, I was like, that's not really a good look <laughs> for you to just do that, but it, but in this era, Gordon, that's all the players are doing. That they once joining this one, they're 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 making their own super teams. That's yeah. the era we're in.
0: And look, it's not just the NBA; it's primarily the NBA. But think about when Brady left the Patriots. The mm-hmm. conversation: Who deserves more credit? Is that the coaches or the yeah, quarterback? Yeah. And yeah. then when Brady won a Super Bowl. Everybody, well, you know what? This puts Brady ahead of Belichick now. You know, I mean, like there, yes, obviously he's the be- he's the best coach that we've seen here over the last thirty years. Brady's the best quarterback of all time. We can all you know debate whatever. But when the other guy goes and wins someplace else, yes, that boosts him up in the in the in the court of public opinion. So when the Warriors win without Durant, win with Durant, and then win again without Durant, and Durant hasn't won after leaving Golden State. Yeah, that's going to be a ding on his. You know, if you're going to sports court and you're arguing the case of who belongs where, that's going to hurt his court, his case in court. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and and it's still open, and that's that's where the discussion came from. That he needs to win one. There, see now, I, I don't think he needs to win one. I think he's already been established. We know what he brings to the table. Okay, I don't think he needs to win another one. Okay, he's got two. He was the MVP final. Yep. He was an MVP final, so that tells me all I need to know about him performing in a big spot on that team. Okay? I, I and I don't think Kevin Durant thinks he needs to win. Oh, no, one. Oh no, he does no, no, absolutely, no, he wants one. But yeah, he oh, need
0: absolutely, to have one. yeah, absolutely, we'll yeah, do anything to get to one. one. But, of course, yeah, but yeah, I don't think that he it. thinks that he needs to win
1: one in Brooklyn to absolutely. justify anything. Absolutely. And if you don't think he's real good, see what happened to <laughs> Golden State when they when he wasn't available and yeah. they had to go and play Toronto. You know yeah. how that turned out. He hurt himself even more trying to come back to help him out. Uh, Davidson, Jersey City. What's up, David? You're next on
2: 98.7. I, I like the caller that was Barkley is absolutely wrong. Um, I loved Kevin Durant. He's a great player. That's all I have, really have to say. Barkley is wrong because Barkley was ready to tee off with Michael Jordan when they was in the finals when he was with Phoenix, he was ready to go play golf. And I thought that was the worst sports scenario ever when you're in the championship series and you're trying to play golf with the king before the game is even over. You're running to play golf with the king, who is Michael Jordan. But here goes another thing. Then Is Dennis Rodman a bus rider? Because he rode three championships with the Bulls. And he's not. Rodman is a great power forward, seven-time rebounding champion. And Durant is rated number two. Jordan at 36 points per game. I think uh, Durant is at 27 points, uh, maybe three, as far as scoring. Durant is is, is a beast. He is. Barkley is not on his level. Barkley, as a player, is not on Kevin Durant's level. He's just trying to sell his brand.
1: Oh no! So Bar- Jay Bar-
2: Williams and Kendrick mm-hmm. Perkins—they all concerned about their brand, which yeah, is a David Barkley is not
1: Barkley's no not trying to say, sell his brand. Thanks for the yes. phone call. He could care less. <laughs> he could care less. <laughs> he could care less. He just likes saying stuff. That's
0: yeah. what he likes to he, do. I think he likes stirring people. He does, know, and he does a good job stirred. at it. He, he's he there. Not even good. <laughs> he is sensational. He might be. He might be the Michael Jordan of of that. <laughs> he is. He loves to stir it up,
1: and he's and great I, at it. I will agree with you about this, though. Uh, with the way with the way Barkley plays golf, especially back then, he shouldn't have oh been rushing god. to play golf with anybody. <laughs> oh
0: my god! If, I, I I have given up the game because I'm frustrated. If I if my rolling. swing looked like that, Larry, <laughs> I would have to. I, I, if anybody ever got video of me swinging like that, I would have to. I'd have to. You know create a new identity somewhere else.
1: I, I think the hitch is finally gone from the, from the, from the, I don't know, man, this way. I hope, it <sighs> is. I hope for his sake, it is Oof. Anthony's in the mail truck. He joins us next on 98, seven ESPN. What's up, Ant?
0: How are we doing fellas?
1: Anthony, what's going on? You're not delivering mail now. You're
0: just, you're just identifying no, yourself no. As, as the mail guy. That's... Okay. All right. Just want to make yes, sure. Yes, yes,
4: exactly. Um, so before I get to my Yankee point, I wanted to answer your uh, question. Um, I believe that Kevin Durant does need to win a ring, um, you know, where he's the sole perpetrator of that team. Um, I think that, you know, like Gordon said, joining a 73-win team, you know, you're not, you know, going out on a limb saying that you, you're you not going to win the championship. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> before, before, before I get to my Yankee point, I want to speak to whoever is running ESPN app, and I believe that you two need to be on there. I think that you both are, uh, you know, phenomenal together, and I and I think you guys make a great team. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, I appreciate that, Anthony. Thank you. Now, of course. So, for my Yankee point, I'm not concerned about anything. Okay, let me let me just get that out there first. But what I am concerned with, and and it's a slight concern, is the starting pitching staff. Meaning. Their usage. Now, uh, Nestor Cortez has only thrown 93 innings in a season. He's already at 74. I believe to get to the promised land and to get to where they want to be, um, I feel that they have to go to a six-man rotation. And I also feel that um, you know when Herman comes back, and you know they you know they can use openers. I just feel like they have to skip a few starts here and there, especially with you know Tyone. Uh, Severino, who has has thrown 19, I believe, innings in the past uh, since 2019. Um, I just feel that you know, I just don't want to tax them that much. Um, they're pitching phenomenal. They're doing great, you know. And at some point, they're going to get to that spot. But I feel that right now, you know, especially with the way the season is going, and you know, I'm not going to say that they have the AL East locked up. You know, obviously they're they're up 13 games. You know, so it's a great lead. It's an amazing lead. They're playing phenomenal, you know, but they're going to go on a stretch where they go 6-6 six and six or 6-10, six and 10, you know, stuff like that. So I just wanted to hear you guys' take on, uh, you know, what you guys think that the Yankees should do with their starting pitching rotation. And like always, guys, I appreciate you taking my phone call, and I hope you guys have a great night.
0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.